Welcome to HR in 15, a podcast dedicated to addressing the complexities of modern HR in just 15 minutes. Brought to you by Prestige PEO, simplifying HR. We are back for another episode of HR in 15. I am your host, Eric Fudum, Chief Operating Officer here at Prestige PEO. Today, we're joined once again by Sue Fredericks, President of One Purpose Performance, Inc. As we discussed last episode, just to give a quick little background, Sue has over 25 years of experience developing workforce potential. She is a leader. She works with businesses to improve organizational culture and productivity. As we talked about as well, I I am super excited to continue to hear um, Sue's thoughts on on how we can foster a more engaging and productive culture. So, um, Sue, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much, Eric. Great to be yes, back. Great to be back. Great to have you. Let's get started. All right. As we know, we have change and uncertainty going on all over. How important is communication at all levels in an organization? Communication is critical. It is absolutely critical to ensure full engagement and productivity and alignment within an organization. It's the key area that we need to be able to focus on right now. And how do we do that? Well, the focus is really important to have open dialogue. We need to be able to create an environment where staff can actually bring concerns to us regarding anything that's on their minds about coming back to work. So in this work from home environment, we realize that we have to pay even more attention to all parts of communication. It's not just being in front of someone and having dialogue. It's actually the body language, the words that we choose, the tone that we use. All of that is critical in communication and of course content. So there's no cookie cutter version of this. As unique as we all are about different styles, about different home setups, family situations, priorities, health needs. Communication is key during this remote time. And what happens if we need to communicate something negative to an organization or to employees where there might be bad news, um, negative news from something that happened in the community or, you know, rising numbers of infections of COVID-19 or something that will affect the organization negatively. How do you deliver that? What's the best way? What are best practices? So that's a really timely question to ask and something that we have to get more comfortable with. And we often haven't known how to do that because we haven't dealt ever with this kind of crisis before. So how do we deliver? How do we discuss bad news? Well, communicating through uncertain times or ambiguity is actually an essential skill that we have to have. And that means that whether we have a formal leadership role or not, it's a skill that we need to use and have in our personal lives every day because we're constantly communicating different information to everybody in our lives. So first of all, we have to find our own focus to understand how we're handling the information itself. So if let's say we realize that there's an upsurge in cases or something is closing or we're not moving forward as we were anticipating, first we have to have our own sense of focus of how we're responding to the information. And then we need to be able to present the information with reassurance, with confidence to other people. So to start out and just to be able to put together kind of a format and how to do this, we have to plan the key messages that we're going to deliver. And we have to be able to put ourselves in the audience's shoes. 
So thinking about the person or people that we're talking to, think about what's going on in their minds and address their concerns quickly, address their issues first, because that's really where their focus is. Then we have to make sure that we're conveying accurate information and putting it in clear, understandable language for them to be able to hear. And then finally, we have to speak with confidence. Even when we're presenting uncertain information, we can confidently express doubt or uncertainty while we're still sounding like we're in control of the situation. And of course, have some suggested next steps. So this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing as a next step. And here's what you can do. Engage them in the information that they're hearing and make sure that they have a way to be able to ask questions. Yeah, that's 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 really important, that last last leg of your response, because I think once you deliver it, it's where do we go from here, right? And yes. you give you know individuals an opportunity to to comment, to you know, be able to form their own opinions on on and, and how they how that relates to them. So in a time like this where we're communicating potentially consistent negative news because of things that are going on outside of our control, um, you, you know, our people need to, you know, feel the love in, in essence, right? They need to kind of want to engage with you after the delivery. So it's it's a really important conversation. It is really important. And, and Eric, you just touched on something that is so critical. It's about being in control. And what we have to be able to figure out is what are we in control of now and what aren't we? What are the things that are clearly not something that we can manage, have control over, take charge of? And once we accept that those things are really happening, we're able to move forward. But there's a lot of acceptance there and there's a lot right. of emotional intelligence, which we've talked about before. For example, sure. the, the dilemma about wearing masks, that's something that's controversial. The reality is in our control, what we have in our control is that we will be wearing them to stay safe. And that's the kind of information that might be difficult to convey because people don't want to hear it. But we're always looking out to ensure that we're creating a safe environment for the people that we work with. It's really important and it's a great example. Um, do you, in general, like, do you think people are just ready to come back to work? <laughs> it, it seems to be the topic of conversation all the time. It, the reality is that as different as we all are, some people can't wait to get back to the office and some people do not want to come back at all because they feel that they're productive, they're effective, they feel gratified, they're getting all of their work done, they're not having a commute and they can schedule their time as it works for them. So some people want and need socialization and need the separation of work from their home lives. The reality is there's no judgment, there's no better or worse. So the answer to your question is many are ready, many are not. And what we have to realize is that it's going to be different. And the sooner we can adjust to this hybrid version, the more cohesive we will all be as a team. It's really important to talk about how we're doing in terms of our business goals and mission, to focus on that and our culture, and to make sure that we're being respectful, inclusive, and trusting in the way we're treating each other. So whether people are interested in coming back or not, they still feel like they're an important part of the team. You know what? You hit a word. You you hit the C word, culture. Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell me, how difficult it is, it is it to sustain your culture when either your office is completely remote or you have, you know, 
half your staff coming back one day, half your staff coming back another day or weekly, whatever that looks like. How, how hard is it to sustain a culture? And what can you do about that? Once we accept that it will be a very different way to work together, it doesn't have to be hard. What we have to realize is the things that we always enjoyed, like potluck lunches or shaking hands or being able to be with people face to face and to be able to have a lot of people together. Once we understand that that part is different, we still understand that we have the same culture. We're still aligned. We're still motivated. We're still working toward common goals. It's just a very different format. And it's important to be able to talk about that. It's important to be able to talk about sustaining our culture. The trust is really important. The presence for each other, the availability, the making sure that we're all working toward common goals. That's what creates a strong culture that we haven't lost. It just is in a different format right now. What are things you can do when you sense as a leader that morale is down? for employees working remote, or even in the office, they're just kind of like depressed a little bit because of everything that's going on. They're not with their peers. They're not with their, you know, potentially going out to see clients or doing their normal day-to-day. How can, how can we pick them up? So what we need to do as leaders is to, number one, acknowledge it and recognize it. So that's the important part. And it's hard to do because it's one more thing that we have to pay attention to. And it's very difficult because it's not measurable. But the way to be able to get ahead of it and to address it if it is happening is to be able to have regular all staff meetings, to get people together, to ask them to be on video, to be able to look at each other and to talk to the team about where we are, what our goals are, what our successes have been, some of the opportunities and some of the goals. And we need to make sure that we're creating an environment for staff to feel comfortable coming to us to talk about their real concerns to ask them open-ended questions, to be able to have conversations, to let them know that you care about them, to ask them how they're doing, to ask them how they've adapted to the environment that they're in. And most important, to ask for any suggestions about how we can make things better as we move forward. We have never done this before, so everyone's input will be very important and then recognizing and giving them credit for their thoughts. The other thing is to make sure that we're being empathetic and not judgmental. Wherever anyone is, is where we have to meet them. So in a crisis, the most effective way we can lead is to listen and to meet people where they are. I think those are very strong words of advice and ones that should be taken very seriously uh, because I'm sure there are are people out there that could use some love, you know, and and some empathy. Um, And we should certainly, as as you're saying, so not be judgmental. Um, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. be negative. And potentially we should smile, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we should smile and really think about what it is that we have to be grateful for. So uh, thinking about from a celebration point of view, what are some of the things we can do? Can we schedule a happy hour to be able to talk about some of the things that we have going on? Make sure that we're acknowledging work anniversaries, that we're acknowledging birthdays, that we continue with promotions, that we have reasons to get together and then as, as corny as it may sound, figure out some games to play, some things to do. There's so many different ways to be able to connect and stay motivated on our interactive calls. So charge people or challenge people with the responsibility of going around and one person each week or each month takes on the responsibility of thinking of a game or an interactive way 
to be able to have a social happy hour with our work colleagues. We did it before, we can still continue to do it now in a safe environment. And and we even can have some alcohol on that too, if if we want to, right? Or should we Absolutely. not? Absolutely. Especially if we're not driving, that's a perfect thing to do. The exactly. other thing we can do, <laughs> we can set up so many people are making sure that they're getting out to be active and taking walks and doing things like that. We can end up having a way of of incenting people, being able to have a contest and being able to count steps and to set goals. This is such an important time to be able to think about being respectful, being courteous, being aware of all of the people that we work with, their individual needs, their interests, their families, the opportunities that they have going on, and to take a real interest in ensuring that we're being polite, respectful, courteous, and present for them. And an important time to think forward, to think positive, to think about the future, and think about the possibilities and the opportunities that we can create together. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to say thank you to you, Sue, because your expertise and feedback and what you've given our audience today has been very meaningful, has meant a lot to me, has been, I'm sure has meant a lot to um, our listeners. So I want to give you a big thank you for that. If any of you need to get in touch with Sue, please email her directly at livingonpurpose at AOL.com because she will give you answers that you need to make sure that your employees are staying productive and they are staying happy, which we all need to. Um, with that note, Again, I want to remind our viewers that if you want to check out another episode, past episodes, future episodes of HR15, all you got to do is hit hr15.com. We hope you'll join us again soon. Thank you. For questions or more information on today's topic, visit prestigepeo.com.